Ah yes, this is Novell Open Audio coming to you once again from Nuremberg. And this episode, uh, well, we've been really busy lately and we had to do this one about 6 o'clock in the evening. So this one is being recorded for you from Anderlaun, which is a fantastic beer garden with towering trees over it. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about mobile devices. Let's pop some beers, guys. Welcome to Novell Open Audio, the podcast that connects you with Nuremberg culture this time. Okay, and the Novell universe and all that stuff that we normally say at the beginning of the show. And yes, we are at a beer garden right now, and we are dealing today with mobile devices. If you want to, you can take a moment here, hit pause, and go grab yourself a beer if you're so inclined. Please don't drink if you're driving. Today we're talking to two of our engineers who work on mobile devices. We're talking to Timo Honig and we're talking to Holger Macht. And these guys have both been doing a lot of stuff with Susan Linux Enterprise Desktop 10 to make it so that those few of us who are outside of that basic office users segment that are going to be supporting those kind of people or using Susan Linux Enterprise Desktop as our primary desktop on a laptop or something like that, so that we actually have some of the things that we need in order to survive on these machines more effectively. So let's get an introduction to the two guys that we're talking to. We'll start with Timo right now. Timo, how's it going? Yeah, I'm fine, thank you. Can you tell us a little bit about who you are, how you came to SUSE, what you do at SUSE? Yeah, sure. I joined SUSE like two years ago. I was writing my diploma thesis at the mobile device team. It was uh, about hotkey support for laptops, and I got into the team afterwards and I'm currently working on the network manager integration especially on K network manager for the KDE desktop and the ACPI drivers which are essential for the laptops nowadays and, and ACPI you know, that's the power configuration interface right. stuff right yes right and also the other laptop specific functions which are missing without any drivers so this is mainly my part great Good job Welcome to Novell Open Audio. We've also got with us Holger Mach. And Holger, uh, you're also on Team Mobile at SUSE. Uh, tell us a little bit about how you came to SUSE, how long you've been around. Yeah, I've been with SUSE about uh, for three years now. And I did an apprenticeship at SUSE, um, a two-year lasting apprenticeship. And there I visited several teams. And since one year, I am a real employee in the team mobile devices. And in general, I'm doing power management. And this includes a couple of things like the power safe daemon and battery man management, um, CPU frequency sc scaling, and also suspend suspending the laptop. Great. Yeah. Welcome to Nova Open Audio. And Aaron's also here, but I primarily came just for the beer. <laughs> OK, then. Maybe one of you guys can uh, volunteer to give us an idea. What is T-Mobile? Tell us about T-Mobile, if you would. T-Mobile devices cares about um, several small gadgets, gadgets like laptops, handhelds, PDAs, and this includes um, some technologies like um, syncing with cell phones or internal power management. 
And we are about six team members and that work all day on the mobile integration. I live on a laptop. This is an intensely interesting subject to me and we had uh, Robert Love, well, when we went down to Guadec, I went down there and did some interviews and some of our listeners will be familiar with some of the stuff you guys have worked with and you guys have already told us you work a little bit with Robert Love. But uh, let's, let's talk about some of the things for me, for what I do, I want to know about laptops. And the first one I'd like to talk about, Holger, maybe you can give us an idea. What is it you're doing on power management? What kind of stuff does Acpe entail, and how are we doing in Linux at this point? There are a, a couple of possibilities you can do to uh, make the battery life longer on the laptop. This includes um, CPU frequency scaling, so you can um, reduce uh, the frequency of the CPU, and so you have about you can save about 40 percent of the actual power consumption your laptop laptop usually um, consumes. Um, there are other things like, uh, very important is also the display brightness. It's another 40% about. And um, some smaller things which are not so important are adjusti adjusting the hard disk. Does a user have to do these things manually in SUSE Linux Enterprise Desktop or some of them already uh, automated with yeah, it? they are automated. Um, the system provides the default settings, which should be really good, but um, the user has also the possibility to control these settings um, directly from the desktop through frontends like the GNOME Power Manager or KPowerSafe. Yeah, and actually one thing that I've noticed with the new Sled 10 release is that it actually detects when I've got power and when I don't have power, so it applies those settings only when my cable's not plugged in, right? Yeah, it's dependent on the current AC status. Yeah. So, so it detects whether I'm on battery yeah. or not. Now, I think you guys, and when I say you guys, I mean SUSE engineers, before Novell and, and SUSE merged together, wasn't there already some stuff that SUSE did for this? The PowerSafe daemon, which is the central piece of software we have for power management, is actually already there for since um, 2004. And um, because of the fact we were in the past, we were um, centered to the KDE desktop. To that time, we, uh, for about uh, three years now, we have already the K Power Safe, and the GNOME Power Manager is actually pretty new. So, a lot of these features that you've been working on, they're available on both KDE and GNOME? Yeah, of course. We are building the basis, and the front end on the desktop just manage the power management settings. Okay, now, and some of this stuff is automated also through, it's, it's kind of event-driven as I understand it, uh, so can you tell us a little bit about maybe some of the work you guys do with, uh, I guess, HAL and DBUS? Yeah, actually HAL is a very important part. Um, HAL pro provides a couple of interesting information like the, all these um, battery information, how much power you still have on the battery and such things and we especially for, for the future we are trying to integrate more and more into Hull and to get common interfaces for um, which are both accepted by the KDE guys and the GNOME guys so it's pretty important the work on Hull and also Tibas. I just wanted to add one thing like um, the, the solution we have been shipping for quite some time with this PowerSafe daemon and the, the KPowerSafe 
was just a SUSE-specific solution, and we are now trying hard to get a common solution for all the distributions. That's what Holger said with the common interfaces, that we can work the way together and get things sorted out, like in the network manager, that things just work, that we don't have to configure anything, that the drivers are fixed, and that we get the power management done as the users going to expect. Do you guys wind up writing a lot of things that are specific to individual uh, laptops or laptop manufacturers? There are quite some specific bits in our code, like the specific SEPI drivers. They need specific code in the power safety, for example, to react accordingly to events for suspension or similar things, hotkey events or stuff like that. So I assume that sometimes we do that work totally on our own and sometimes we interact directly with the hardware manufacturer, right? Yes, right. But mostly with the support of the open source community because the vendors are not providing as much travels as we, as we wanted them to deliver. Now, I've, I was a panelist on a vendor panel at Lug Radio Live, an event that happened up in the UK just recently. One of the things that people were asked as a question is that there are certain things that aren't getting addressed in Linux, it seems, like, uh, you know, it's all these sexy things like XGL and the desktop effects side of things. And, and somebody used the example of things that aren't getting addressed as suspend to disk, like hibernate, and also just uh, suspend to RAM. I've noticed on SLED there's some stuff going on. Were you guys involved in that? Yeah. What can people expect out of uh, if they're working on a laptop and maybe they're about to get on a flight and it's or getting off of a flight or flights coming in and it's that time that they've got to shut down their machines? Is this stuff going to work at this point? This is working perfectly. For instance, suspend to disk is working on most, nearly all machines. That was not normally the case before, so SLED 10 improved at this point. Yeah, you used to have to have exactly the right hardware that was in specification. Right, right drivers and no buggy call. How, how is it that that's different? It improved a lot, so that you can expect, the user can expect that suspend to disk works flawlessly in all cases on all hardware with all drivers. We have also the suspend to RAM now with SLED into a proper state where we can whitelist specific machines so the users can expect to, uh, that suspend RAM works on those whitelisted machines and this whitelist is going to be improved over the lifetime of SLED 10 and we can improve the support while the code base remains the same. Yeah, actually um, suspend to RAM is still more difficult than suspend to disk because of hardware drivers, video drivers. Um, you often have to use a lot of workarounds and all of these workarounds you can store in these in this whitelist, and so we this way we can support a lot of a lot more machines. Is there like a place online anywhere that that whitelist is available that we can link to in the show notes? Yeah, on OpenSUSE there's a project page called S2 as a number S2 RAM, uh, where you can find information how you get your machine supported. For example, if you have time enough to play around with the settings, you can provide all the information to get your machine into the whitelist. And next time you download our distribution or update your packages, it's already in. Great, we'll put a link to that on the show notes. Can you give me uh, just a quick overview of the difference between suspended disk versus suspend to RAM? Suspend to disk um, is also called software suspend. So uh, the whole memory is written to the swap partition and the notebook is completely powered off, so absolutely no power is drained. 
Um, with suspend to RAM, um, the RAM still has power when the system is off. Um, and suspend to RAM should be much more faster. And with um, suspending and also with waking up. Um, but because of that, you still have more problems with suspender RAM. Okay, let's move on into wireless support because laptop users, uh, you know, it's like we're always trying to find the next oasis where we can get our uh, wireless access there. Uh, Robert Love already has told us a little bit about the capabilities of Network Manager uh, and how you can get WEP and WPA and even uh, VPN access through it. Timo, you've been working on this side of things, though, correct? At more of the yes, lower right. level, correct? Um, not only on the lower level, I've been working on the integration for Network Manager in the KDE desktop, so that the KDE commu community can also enjoy the, the features Network Manager is providing. And Robert did an enormous job on getting all the WPA stuff into Network Manager at the right mo moment of time that we can ship it with Sled 10. And our team has also another guy, he's called Joe, Joachim Gleisner, who is also working on the lower level pass on the wireless drivers, which needed a lot of love to get bug-free for Sled 10 and for the release. Okay, and a couple questions come to my mind on that is, in the past there were different utilities between the two different desktops. So there's KDE and it had K-Internet, and then there was on the GNOME side, there was the NM applet or Net applet. Uh, their network management manager is supposed to uh, be kind of a one thing to unify them all. And yeah, I know a lot right. of community people out there, you, you know, they've heard that inside of Novell there's this big row between the KDE side and the GNOME side. But this seems like a point where this seems like a point where things might have come together. Can you tell us a little bit about that process? Yeah, I, I see the, exactly the same way as you. Uh, we had a couple of meetings last year when the, the Boston GNOME guys had a wizard in Nuremberg and we sat down and discussed all the stuff how we can improve the wireless experience for the user with Sled 10 and the outcome was a great job between two teams in Nuremberg and Boston where we were working together. We had Robert who took care of the network manager demon, we had Joe who was taking care of the wireless drivers. It was me for my part with the K Network Manager applet to give the KDE users also the features Network Manager is providing. And so this was a great experience for me to see that both worlds can work together and the outcome is just great for the user. Now is there anything else in SLED 10 that we should be aware of before we look at some future stuff? I think we have said everything about the most important features. That's there great. have been rough edges which we cleaned out during the long beta phase, so you can expect a desktop which is rocking solid. So before we look at futures, let me just say this. Thank you guys, because I'm on airplanes all the time, and you guys, Robert Love, the rest of the uh, mobile team, you guys have made my life a lot better living on Linux. Glad to hear. So, what's next? Where, where, what's T-Mobile going to do? in the next uh, phases of uh, what you guys do. Yeah, we are currently discussing the, the features we are planning for SLED and SLED 11, which is quite a long time ahead of us, but we are currently discussing what what can we do to improve the things even further, and how can we get new stuff support, like fingerprint readers. You can see all laptops, a lot of laptops shipping with fingerprint readers, and we want to get both 
device is imported into the Linux desktop. Is that fingerprint readers for authentication? I yes, assume? right. Okay. And we want in the perfect world you wouldn't have to type your password once more. You just wipe your finger and you're done. Great. And um, what else? For example, we are also expecting to have uh, great docking station support with the uh, upcoming versions. That's a field where no, um, not much work was done before. Yeah, so there's, there's, now there's really not docking station support in SLED 10 yeah, right now, correct? Correct. And there have been a lot of work recently by Kristen Arkady from Inter. We was developing an SPI driver to provide docking station support and we are trying to get this integrated into the desktop that the experience, experience is similar to other operation systems. Great, great. Anything else? Yeah, of course. Um, in regard to power management, power management is a never-ending story, so you always have to work on that and to improve that, that you can run your laptop longer and another important thing is also that we want to get and suspend to RAM into the same state suspender disk is currently. That's one major goal we have. Great, great. Are you guys doing anything with synchronization of data in yeah, that's mobile devices? Yeah, another very important topic which we are currently working at. I'm glad that you're asking because this is also something which needs a lot of love. It needs a lot of work to get the whole devices into a proper state for the synchronization software and that we can have a solution which is taking mainline to all distributions again, which gives the Linux user the experience as another what kind, what kind of data are we talking about when we talk about data synchronization? Because I, I, I use, you know, I, I have my offline folders that I use through iFolder and that synchronizes my files locally. What other kind of synchronization data is necessary? We are referring mainly to the mobile devices like PDAs, mobile phones, which are still a pain to synchronize with the desktop or taking your data from one device to another. And so we need a unified data representation on the desktop for the synchronization software. And then you are able to sync this from this point to any other point. What platforms are you guys targeting for that? What hardware platforms? Yes. Like what kind of devices? Uh, are you targeting Palm-based? Or are you targeting uh, Windows Compact? or? Uh, I think the first step is to get the whole Palm devices working, but also the others and mobile phones as much as we can. How about BlackBerry? Also, BlackBerry is a very important device which we are planning to support. So the idea is once I define a contact like in my uh, trio uh, and I've got an email address in there and all that contact information, it would sync over to Evolution or whatever yeah, application I use on yeah, uh, right. my That's our desktop. And yeah. I, I presume that people will be able to track this kind of stuff uh, within uh, OpenSUSE because the OpenSUSE project will probably with 10.2 and yes, then right. subsequent versions before the next version of SUSE Linux Enterprise Desktop comes right. out, people can see how these things are evolving yeah. for that next version. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So you guys are contributors not just to the enterprise products but also to the absolutely. community product. We need the community to to ship our stable enterprise server. So. Yeah, we also have a link, uh, a web page on the OpenSUSE um, homepage for our team, for the team mobile devices. So you also can have a look at that um, to see what we are doing all day long.
Great, great. Well, then, guys, thank you very much for thank taking you. a little bit of time thank with us. And thanks for bringing us to a beer garden. We really Very appreciate welcome. that. That's a great way <laughs> no to end problem. the day. Long day of interviews here yeah. in your mind. So, um, and we'll wrap up this episode by saying the following things. Once again, this is Novell Open Audio, and you can rate any of our shows by going to novell.com forward slash open audio. This episode or any others, you can suggest topics that you want to uh, submit to us. Remember, Novell Open Audio is a production of Novell Users International in conjunction with Novell Incorporated. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time.